0: some people are having anxiety for trivial reasons and we may actually have the idea that this is caused by what we are thinking while it's true that our thoughts can definitely cause very severe anxiety there are actually five pathways in the brain that need to be considered when pinpointing the cause of your anxiety and only one of those pathways is related to our thinking by the way you can consider a brain pathway as something similar to an electronics diagram. We're basically saying that we know which parts of the brain are connecting to one another and how the activation of one part of the brain results in a predictable sequence of brain activity. And we call this pattern of activation a brain pathway. From the start, let's be clear that in addition to these five pathways I'm about to discuss, there are other circumstances that are not necessarily related to our thoughts directly, which can also cause anxiety. As one example, reactive oxygen species, which is normally the result of stress, and researchers have found that its presence will raise your blood pressure and make your heart pump faster, which can make you feel a bit anxious. So the first pathway that I'm going to discuss is actually the one related to your thoughts. It starts in an area of your brain called the ventromedial prefrontal cortex. This has connections with the anterior cingulate cortex, which is involved with blood pressure, heart rate, emotions, impulse control, and the connection between what you are thinking and how you feel, as well as your level of motivation. The ventromedial prefrontal cortex is also connected to an area in your brain called the insula, which helps to process pain in your body and receives information about your current sympathetic parasympathetic state. I want to keep this simple for you, so I'm going to leave out some of the words that you may feel are intimidating. However, I am going to give you some of the names of some of the more important brain regions. I hope that you'll be able to keep listening, even if you don't understand every word, because it's really the high level summary information that's important to gather anyway and you don't necessarily need to know what every word means to get some meaning out of this discussion. The bottom line is that your thoughts are connected in a loop to pain, current body needs for fuel, fear, anxiety, aggression, fear conditioning, attention, focus, memory, expression of personality, and overall human executive functioning. In your brain all these things work together to impact your current state which may involve anxiety however you can change your thoughts and thereby have the ability to relax and be peaceful and optimistic about your life this is how someone highly skilled is able to dramatically lower blood pressure and pulse rate while meditating thoughts really are very very powerful the pathways not related to thoughts all have a connection to a part of your brain called the midbrain in a group of cells called the cuneiform nucleus. The cells in the cuneiform nucleus are connected to an important part of your spinal cord called the intermedialateral cell column. This area is responsible for turning on your sympathetic nervous system. If these areas that excite the cuneiform nucleus Uh, which, as a reminder, activates your sympathetic nervous system, if they become dysregulated, or in other words, they are too easily activated, then you can end up with a whole cascade of unhealthy and unwanted consequences, including anxiety. To briefly summarize this cascade, with too constant activation of your sympathetic nervous system, the blood supply to your gut and your internal organs becomes severely compromised. One of the results includes flaccid gap junctions in your gut wall. This can lead to a spiral of immune system events involving antibody responses to some of the foods that you eat, but that's not the worst of it. You may also develop an immune response to body tissue that have a similar protein structure to the food that you've become sensitive to. For example, wheat protein is very similar to the tissue in a part of your brain called the cerebellum. And so if you have an immune response to wheat, you may also develop an immune response to your own cerebellum. In other words, you may, you may begin to destroy your own cells, specifically the Purkinje cells of your cerebellum. The problem here is that you will never get those brain cells back, according to some of the most widely recognized researchers in the world on autoimmunity. This is just the start. Under the stress that your sympathetic nervous system gives you, you may get reactive oxygen species, and other substances known to destroy brain tissue, such as homocysteine, for example. In addition, many of the foods for which you have developed an immune response to have been shown by research dis- researchers to bind to parts of your brain, with the cerebellum being most susceptible. As this binding occurs, you develop an immune response to the part of your brain tissue that has joined to the protein, resulting in further cell death in your brain. By the way, It's not good when your body destroys your own brain tissue. And it's especially not good when that tissue is part of your cerebellum, which is by far the most interconnected part of your brain. Of course, there's a lot of research right now on stem cells and getting new nerve cells to come to life. But even if we can figure out how to get you some new brain cells in your cerebellum, how are we going to get those new cells interconnected in millions of ways like the old cells that were destroyed were? I think we're a long way from actually figuring that out. In addition, your increased sympathetic demand consumes more glucose. When this happens, your body increases the brain's sympathetic response to an already overactive sympathetic state. This raises blood pressure, causes inflammatory soup, increases pain sensitivity, and increases homocysteine, which by the way will destroy your blood vessels and cause many other problems. So the main problem here is that each event in the cascade increases the problem in a cyclical fashion. This is called a positive feedback loop. In biology, positive feedback loops are almost never good. Okay, so I've quickly summarized the cascade of dysfunction that can occur when the nerve cells that activate the cuneiform nucleus become dysregulated. And remember, that cuneiform nucleus activates your sympathetic nervous system and starts the cascade that I just described. So let me now explain those areas in the brain which can overactivate the cuneiform nucleus. Quick moving objects in your visual field activate the cuneiform nucleus through an area of your brain called the superior colliculus. This area is also sensitive to light. Of course, it's good for fast objects and light to increase your level of arousal, but when people cannot tolerate bright lights, crowded places, action movies, or anything that makes their eyes converge quickly, we call this an exaggerated response and know that the superior colliculus has become dysregulated. This, of course, wouldn't be very useful for you to know unless we also knew that there was something that could be done to balance the system. I'm not going to get into that now, but it's definitely possible to improve the situation to at least some degree in virtually all cases. Sudden, loud, and high pitched sounds will make just about anyone jump out of their seat. However, when this response becomes exaggerated, it leads to the cascade I just described. And uh, by the way, this type of sound stimulus is processed by the inferior calculus which activates the cuneiform nucleus, which is the entry point to the cascade. For this fourth pathway, I actually should have told you that it really should be considered multiple pathways. However, to keep things simple, I have grouped the cerebellum with your vestibular organs. Both of these activate the cuneiform nucleus when your body moves in space. So you may find that when you turn in a certain direction or move your head in a certain way, that your heart starts pounding and you feel extreme distress or anxiousness. It's just a sign that with your vestibular system in your inner ear or your cerebellum, there's some dysregulation for one reason or another. The final pathway that I wanted to discuss is actually pain. And we all know that sudden, sharp pain can quickly arouse intense anxiety. Its sensation also fires into the system that can lead to a cascade of serious dysfunction in your body if the pain pathways have become overly sensitized. A key takeaway from this all is that only one of the five pathways in your brain is even related to your thoughts. Of course, after you hear a loud sound or smash your thumb with a hammer or see a bright light, you may have some thoughts about the experience that can make the situation better or perhaps worse. So from that perspective, your thoughts really can apply to every situation, but on the other hand, if your brain is constantly driving you into a place of anxiety, restoring balance with thoughts alone to the parts of your brain that are causing excessive anxiety might be like trying to climb a waterfall. We need to first shut off the supply of water to the waterfall, and that will greatly increase our chances that we will be able to to successfully climb to the top. We need to restore balance to the parts of the brain driving this excessive of anxiety and this will greatly increase our chances of being able to get past the unwanted anxiety by using our thoughts alone. Restoring balance to your brain may require you to make some sacrifices, but we first need to understand what's causing the imbalance in the first place, especially if this is something in your diet or your environment that is causing damage to your brain. And next we need to discover which of these five pathways are involved, if any, and finally, with this understanding in place, we need to know what we can do to rebuild your, bl- your brain. In coming episodes, I will be explaining each of these steps in more detail. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you soon.